The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Is the cat? Hello, everyone. Yes, we took off the we took off the previous week of recording because it was Father's Day, and it just so happens that Cat was like just buried in work, apparently. Yeah, it's been a it's been a um yeah. <laughs> One of I those. I don't know if anybody has ever like worked retail or anything, but if you've ever had a job that is in a physical location that has product, you probably have something called a physical inventory. Yeah. And um, so I work in a warehouse. I actually work in two warehouses. And last weekend I was working all weekend to get ready for our physical inventory. And our physical inventory took all week. Mm-hmm. So like one warehouse did it Tuesday, one Wednesday, one Thursday, one Friday, because we have four warehouses and I had to run, run two of them remotely and then had to be there physically for two of them. And then I worked all day yesterday um, to start you know, putting together our results and stuff. And um, it's it's just absolute murder on my soul. I've worked like 34 hours of overtime this pay period. And so I'm just, uh, I'm not very much of a functioning human being right now. This should make for a very interesting show then. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's just all I can keep saying is I'm so tired. Yeah. I, 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 oh God. The, the, there was the one time when I was in high school, I was hired for like, like a, a small Basically, one of the stores in our local mall, yes, even though we are a small town, we sort of have a mall. It was a lot more lively back in the 90s, but, um, and it didn't even have an arcade, go figure. Um, but, uh, one of the clothing stores was like, hey, we need some extra people to help, and so I was brought in, another friend of mine was brought in, and we all had to help count inventory there, and that was my first and only time, and everybody who has to count inventory for any kind of store, no matter how big or small, my heart is with you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. It's just, it's the worst. It, it's like one of these things that we have to do and we have to do it really well mm-hmm. because um, it goes, this information goes to our bank and then later in the year we get audited. Yeah. And I have to deal with the audits. Oh, so no. like, oh my God, it's so stressful and I want everything. And I'm a, like a huge perfectionist at work. Like everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, everything is just so stressful. And I've worked, like, 13 days in a row now. Jeesh. So this is my first day off in, like, two weeks. Goddamn. And obviously, because I'm so stressed, I haven't really slept very well. Um, I'm starting to get sick. So oh, I'm no. Just, I'm just so tired. I'm trying to prevent getting sick, because I really feel like I've got another case of bronchitis coming on. Oh, no. And I haven't had bronchitis all year after like a year and a half of getting bronchitis and pneumonia a bunch of times and i'm like i don't want to get sick i don't want to get sick yeah so i slept for like 12 hours yeah i wish i could sleep that long but i, I for whatever reason my body can't i don't sleep straight for 12 hours i i actually can't sleep for more than a couple hours without waking up Oof. so it was really like i was in bed for 12 hours and i slept for like eight maybe yeah and then i just refused to get out of bed because i was trying to go back to sleep and finish this weird dream i've i've had i've been having more more and more days like that but not 
well, I guess not directly work-related, but, you know, just things in general related, because the world is on fire. Um, the world is on fire. We have literal concentration camps. Call them what they are. A spade is a goddamn spade. A rose by any other name is still a rose, blah, 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 blah. Uh, which, which does kick into probably the heaviest thing we're going to talk about this particular episode. Ah, uh, yeah. We, I, I may have said it on the show, I know I've said it on social media. We have literal concentration camps, and of course you have people saying, well, they're not really death camps, you can't compare them to the Nazis. Yes, the fuck we can, because that's what the fuck they are. They are actual concentration camps. In this case, I know some some asshole out there was like, well, well, libraries can be concentration camps because you go in there to concentrate on your studies. That's not what they mean, you disingenuous fuck. No. They're... What, what what it means in this context to those who are either willfully or ill willfully ill willfully ignorant I can't even speak apparently is concentrating a particular group of people in this case any brown person coming from Central or South America into one spot so that our government can do things to them like human rights violations like taking away bedding because kids have lice. Those are those are things that are happening, and and I lead off with that mainly because a I want to you know end the show on a higher note than what we start, and b because it's really fucking important. It's it's something that needs to be discussed. It needs to be spread all over, not just social media. I mean, there are some people that oh god, there was uh I don't remember if it was one person or a group, but there is a sign. I want to say it's like in SoCal somewhere, where somebody. Went up, got up, got up on one of those billboards, and and it's 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 a picture of this child with like with like doing like the Kevin McAllister face from Home Alone, um, and it says and they modified the sign to say ice steals children, and that's that's the kind of stuff that 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 also needs to be out there, not just on social media because not everybody is on social media. Case in point, my mother. The only reason she knows about half the stuff that's going on is because I tell her. Or my dad might tell her too, but but that's the only way she knows. She doesn't get on social media. She doesn't do any of that shit. Yeah, I know. If you look through my Facebook page and you know what her name is, you could probably find her, but she doesn't use it. She's not even on there. <laughs> but but still, that that's that's why you need to do more than just social media. And up leading up to recording this episode, I started thinking, you know. What is it that we can do? I've I've shared. If you follow me on the, on the social medias, you you'll notice I've been linking and, and retweeting to uh, organizations that you can donate to that can that you can volunteer to help. But not everybody is able to do that. Whether it's because they don't have the physical fortitude to do it, maybe maybe they don't have a way to travel to these places. Maybe they just don't have money or money to spare without throwing themselves in a hole. So, so it got me to thinking, what else can we do? And for those of us who may not have the means for one reason or another, just spreading the word. Because spreading the word does help. It gets the information out there. And, you know, and, and the more it's discussed, the more it's talked about, the more the conversation keeps happening, the less it can be actually tamped down by anybody who is either sympathetic to ICE or, or, or to the Trump administration or anybody like that, you know. It's basically we we swarm the we swarm the uh, national conversation with things like this, 
yes, some people are going to get tired of it, and some people do get tired of, you know, just all the horror going on, and that's understandable. It really is. I do understand it. I get tired of it, and I'm in the thick of it. <laughs> um, not as in the thick as other people are, to be fair, but it, it is still enough. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 the very least that most of us can do who can who, whether you can do anything more or not, keep spreading the word. Keep saying, hey, this shit is happening. This shit is not right. This is not okay. This is literally what Germany did under Adolf goddamn Hitler. All right? And and I've also seen people say, well, I was just doing their jobs. Guess what? So were the Nazis. So were the, so was the lowly Nazi soldier just doing their jobs. Doesn't make them any less evil in their actions. Just saying. <sighs> yeah, that, that took a turn here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gomer, tell us what you really think. Well, well, I think all I think all of ICE and the Nazi sympathizers. Well, we we know what I think. Um, uh, can't say too much more. Otherwise, you'll have the NSA coming at my door if they haven't already. Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I think I think it's pretty clear what I think in terms of that. Although I will make it explicit. They say you know close down the camps, close them all down. I think you not just need to close them down and free all of the immigrants in there. Notice I don't say whether or not they're legal or otherwise. Close them all down, free them all, put them up somewhere, treat them like actual decent human beings that actually need our help because that's why they're coming here. And not only just close those camps, burn them to the fucking ground. Erase them. Say, no. We, we, we don't even, mm -mm, no. So, because cause burn them down, salt the earth. That That's how much I, I hate what's going on there. Uh, just... God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to add to that, Kat? Um, yeah, I think the a lot of the discussion this past week has been arguments about whether or not we should call it a concentration camp or, you know, the, the discussion is inevitably uh, reminiscent of, um, I, I don't know how old a lot of our listeners are, but if you're not old enough, maybe you've seen the movie Hotel Rwanda. If you've, maybe you've seen the movie, maybe you know what happened in Rwanda. So this is what I'm thinking of. What happened in Rwanda is the Hutus and the Tutsis, one of them went around massacring the, the other one, like literally in the streets, just murdering the other group with machetes um and and the the president at the time was bill clinton and the there was the whole united nations and they sat around talking about whether or not this was the definition of a holocaust not a holocaust a genocide um they argued about what was what was the definition of a genocide and were they obligated to intervene because they were only obligated to intervene if it was considered a genocide. And it was basically a whole group of people stalling. Yeah, They didn't actually want to do anything about it because they didn't actually care about any of the people because those people were not white. And there was no oil. There was nothing monetary to be gained by helping 
the group of people who were just getting mass, literally massacred in the streets. There was nothing monetary to be gained. So the UN basically refused to act. And then I think it was like the French who eventually were just like, fuck it, you guys, we're going in. Yeah. I, the, the French stereotype did not come out at that point. No, they just, they went in and, and brought what they needed to bring. And it, it was like the whole situation went down um, as a triumph of evil. That's literally the name of the documentary. I had to watch about it twice in college. Hmm. Um, but that's what it was. It was, a, it was the triumph of evil by the inactivity of those with the power to stop it. And yeah. that's what I'm seeing here is what I think about every time is here's a bunch of people who are suffering, who are dying, who came here looking for a better opportunity, who don't have the means or the ability to sit around, twiddle their fucking thumbs while they wait for America to get its shit together to decide that, yeah, we should let people in. Like, our processes take a long time. People are dying right now. So that's why people are coming to America. They're not coming here to take your fucking jobs. They're coming here to not die. Yeah. You guys, these are very simple fucking concepts. Um, and we're putting them, we collectively as the country, the government, whatever, are putting them into concentration camps where we are beating them, raping them, letting them starve and rot. And that is what's happening. Children are dying. Why are we even arguing about whether or not we're calling it a concentration camp? Well, fucking children are dying like yeah. this should never be a conversation we shouldn't be sitting around here deciding on whether or not we're going to call it a concentration camp it just fucking is um and and while we're all arguing about semantics children are dying like mm -hmm. that's that's the fucking reality we're in yeah definitely oh <laughs> oh yeah, we, as as you guys can tell, we're both a little heated about this, just a little honestly, bit. Honestly, I've been really stressed this week, and I've been trying to like keep up with this stuff, and I'm just mm -hmm. so enraged by it all. Yeah, it's like this is my first day where I've actually had the chance to like rant about it. Yeah, <sighs> that's a lot of pent up anger I've got right now. Oh, I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. And you know what? In all honesty, what what I would love to be able to do. I, I, and, and I know reality ensues in this case, but what I would love to be able to do is to get a whole group of people, you know, big ass group of people, maybe the, maybe the, uh, uh, the population, maybe a group of people the size of the population of Portland, Oregon, at least, you know, big ass group of people, because I'm pretty sure we outnumber all those ice fuckers in these concentration camps and just go and just take them all out not kill them just knock them out tie them up imprison them whatever and rescue those people like like big blockbuster movie type shit i know reality ensues that can't happen not without heavy casualties and most people and i admit i kind of include myself on that one don't necessarily want to see a lot of casualties which it just means you know we actually value human life um but it would be a nice thought to be able to just storm in and rescue all those immigrants and actually help them instead of just feeling powerless which i think that's part of my my own frustration about all of this is all i really have at this point and and speaking only for myself all i really have is my voice in this situation all i really have is the power to keep spreading the information and spreading what's going on 
and trying to encourage people to do something, whether it's write your representatives or even the representatives directly. Just try and encourage them. And maybe that's all some of us have, but that's, you know, that's better than sitting around doing nothing or worse, saying things like, oh, ICE is just doing their job. Or as some people are actually on record saying, well, why should I feel sorry for the kids? Their parents came over here and blah, 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 blah. I am not kidding about that. It is on actual CNN fucking news. You know, so whatever you can do that will help free these people would would be miles better than just not doing anything and not caring that's not to say you don't you should keep at it 24/7 obviously we all have our limits but but whenever you can do something even if all you can do is bring it up in discussions like this Share share everything on social media because there are people outside of the news sphere, the, the mainstream media news sphere, who is doing the work, who is going in there, and at the risk to their own safety, getting this information out to everybody. And I know some people are like, "Well, that's hyperbolizing." Not really. At this point, it's not really hyperbole. There are people out there that are risking themselves for to to get this out, so people can do something. And, you know, my platform, admittedly, not very big. Even on Twitter, I think I'm like at 800-something followers. It's not that big. But if I can influence enough people, even, even just five people, to be able to do more than I can, because I'll admit, if, if money was no object, all of these organizations that are going to help these people... They would get all of the money that they would need from me. But I live in reality. And the reality is I can't. Which is which I hate to admit. And I know it sounds like I'm I'm, you know, passing the buck. And I'm not I'm not trying to. But what I can do is I can encourage. I can spread the information. And other people like me can also do the same thing. Encourage, pass the information along, and even just look at it and say, here, here's a possible solution. Let's push for this solution. Sometimes all we have are our words. And that may have to be enough until we can do other things. You know, I'm practically broke. I have no mean, I have no reliable means of traveling to certain places. And, you know, I, I, I don't really have the physical fortitude to stand on my feet for 10 hours at a time. Or eight, or however long protesters tend to stand around. No, I say stand around. You know, stand for. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would have the physical fortitude for it. I would not mind trying it to see if I can, especially in a situation like this. But, but at the end of the day, if you can do something, if you could do something, even if it's just spreading the word around, do it. You know, that that's... That, that's all. Just don't don't sit there and be like, oh, it's not my problem, or, well, fuck those kids. If you're in either one of those camps, you're not helping. You're part of the problem. Either get the fuck out of the way, or or, or help us out. That, that's all. That I think that's it. I've got on that one. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, so, to kind of, to kind of, uh, unless you got another thing to add on this one, Kat. No, I think we've ranted. Okay. 
So there's another thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into the news proper. Um, was something I found this morning that that is that's actually on Slate. And Slate's a news site that I, I say news site. It's a site I've not used to gather news for a while, and that's mainly because they they twist things a little too much in one way or the other. But this one was a little bit. This particular article was a little bit noteworthy because. Because it's an article, it's a column in Slate called "Well, Actually," which sounds very mansplaining to me. But it's written by a woman, uh, Shannon Paulus, I guess I think that's how you pronounce her last name, uh, who tests health and wellness products to help readers figure out what you know what they should try and whatever. And the article itself is pretty lengthy, so I'm not going to read the whole thing here. But what I gleaned from it is, you know, that uh, that I guess deodorant is part of the women's deodorant and, and antiperspirant is part of the patriarchy or something because women aren't supposed to smell at all unless it's smelling like wine and roses and it's like you know I mean at the, on the one hand it's like okay yeah I see that but on the other hand it's like um, Kat and I here have both been to cons we know how people smell in enclosed spaces after they've not washed for a while or if they're just sweaty in general Deodorant is, is kind of a thing everybody needs. Um, I mean, I don't disagree with some of the reasoning behind, like, some women, you know, like women's deodorant or antiperspirant or whatever being tool of the patriarchy. I don't I don't disagree with that notion because because it's like you know, put the standards up, but at the same time, it's like, we just don't want everybody to stink. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm probably butchering it all up. Bear in mind, I'm also trying to glean over it as I talk. So... But the, the, the point of this, the point I, I want to make about all of this at the end of the day is just just wear deodorant. Whatever kind you can get, just wear it, you know, whenever you can. Just, you, you, you know, you're going to a con, slap some deodorant on. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if it's antiperspirant, which, I mean, sweat's supposed to cool you off. Why would you want to stop it? Um, and, and by the way, your armpits is not the only place you're going to sweat and stink. Trust me. I know, and I and I think and I think lots of women out there will be like, yes, thank you. We know this too. I'm pretty sure because, um, you know, as somebody who is big enough to kind of have a little bit, under boob sweat is just as smelly as underarm sweat, or at least in my case. I don't know about anybody else. That's your TMI for the day. Uh, uh but yeah, what what do you have to say about all this one, Cat? Well. Um, deodorant is a really great thing. Um, I love when people wear it. I, I'm aware that this not every culture has the same ideas about deodorant. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I definitely, when I was in Japan, um, the some of the our Belgian friends didn't wear deodorant yeah. or or shave their armpits, and like it's fine. It's not hurting anybody. Well, I mean, the smell was uh, rather permanent. Yeah. <laughs> like in rooms and stuff. Um, but, you know, in, in the end, it's not hurting anybody. But if you're going to go out into a public space and be around a bunch of people, maybe, maybe, maybe we're a little bit of dude, right? Just, you know, be kind, rewind kind of thing. Just like yeah. these for everyone else's. As long as you're in a country where it is part of the main culture 
you know, do it, don't do it. In the end, it's not hurting anybody, but um, don't try and make this a feminism thing. Like, yeah. we have real, actual, genuine problems going on in this country. Um, you know, like, sexual assault and rape and... And there's, like, real awful problems that happen that we need feminism for, and deodorant is not one of them. Guys, we don't even need to talk about this. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, just let people do what they want. Like, sure, wear it, but if you don't want to, then don't fucking do it. No one's going to force you. But don't try and turn this into a, oh, the patriarchy thing, because even if it is a patriarchal thing, it's... It's not worth, like, pick your fucking battles is what I'm saying, guys. You need to pick your fucking battles. Like, let's move on to the important things that can actually solve real world problems. Yeah. Like getting the child killing rapist out of office. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, And also, speaking of important things, uh, we're going to go on to the news. But first, we have a little bit of this. So we'll see you on the other side. Hey folks, we'll get back to the show in a moment, but first I want to tell you about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is what I use to get around all of the YouTube adpocalypse bullshit, and while I don't have a lot right now, every little bit does help, and if you like what you hear or what you see on any of my videos or podcasts, head on over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of these things early before anybody else does, and you can get them completely ad-free. Yeah, I know YouTube right now is technically ad-free, but... At some point, I'm probably going to get big enough to where ads will start coming in. And those can be annoying, so you want to avoid that, right? If you go ahead and go now over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx, leave a dollar, five dollars, doesn't matter how much, you can get all of these, again, you can get them early, and you get them without ads. Even when I reach the point on YouTube to where ads can be put on these videos. So, it's a win-win. And you can even avoid the ads that go up on the Anchor versions that go out to all of the other websites that are out there. No ads. It's great. Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gomer21xx. And here we go. This is a little bit of a bid segment here. Yay! <laughs> As I mentioned on the main show, I do record these after the main recording is done. So that's why my voice might sound a little bit more tired than usual and that also might give you an indication as to how animated we get towards the end um (laughs) uh but i wanted to take this time because i forgot to do one in the main part of the show um but uh i actually have a new video series going up on my main youtube channel uh it's going to be going up tuesday wednesday and thursday until they're done uh every tuesday wednesday and thursday until they're done and i think it's going to be like three weeks and I play a fan game called Another Metroid 2 Remake, or AM2R, which is a fan-made Metroid game that had been in the works for years. And a couple of days after it got released it into the world, Nintendo gave it a DMCA notice, takedown notice, and all that. Like, hey, yeah, you can't be distributing this like this you know, because things and stuff. Turns out it's because Samus Returns was coming out later that year, which, okay, that's fair enough. But the fact that Nintendo waited a couple of days is like, yeah, they didn't really, I don't think they really wanted to stifle it, but legally they kind of had to, which, and, and even the guy behind the, uh, behind the fan game is like, no, go and, and also give money and support to Nintendo as well. Not just this game. The game itself is free. Um, uh, but since that takedown, uh, fans have been, have been messing with it, twink, twinking with it, tinkering with it. I don't know how you twink with something. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to speculate. Um, and now, and the latest version has things like a randomizer 
and an in-game timer and a section towards the end where you run into like the regular Metroids again, as opposed to the mutated Metroids that you meet throughout the game. Uh, you, there's an option to get make them more dangerous and more plentiful. 47 Metroids plentiful. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, my surprise at that particular point, once, once it's reached, is actually genuine. Um, because I did not expect it. But, um, but yeah, it's going up in nine parts, uh, like I said, over the next few weeks. Uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I forget the time. I want to say it's midday. I want to say mid to late day. Uh, but, you know, we'll... Well, we'll we'll know once they actually go live. Um, if you're a patron of mine, you actually have access to both the regular run with the the entire run, both with and without commentary. And you know, if, if you just like watching a speed run without commentary, well, you know, you, you guys might have to wait a few weeks for the full version because I don't want to I don't want to put out spoilers to everybody just yet. So. Um, but once the last episode goes up, probably a day or two after that, the full versions will go up. You know, the big super chunks will go out, and and if you if you're the kind that likes to watch runs with or without commentary, once full swoop, you'll have that option. But patrons get that option first. I wanted to put the um, the individual parts up there for patrons, but I keep forgetting that I can't do that when you schedule things on YouTube because fuck you, I guess, and um. And speaking of YouTube, also fuck the the fucking what is it UMG WMG or whatever it is that decided to lay claim to all nine of those videos and put their ads on it, even though they're fucking private right now, because you know they have to make money, even though I, even though realistically I probably won't get that many views, but that's okay. Um, it's the whole principle of the matter is like, oh, we think we deserve that money because you use twenty seconds of a song. It's like fuck you, fuck you. You're probably going to have it all and not even going to give it to the band in question. Um, which, I'll, I'll spoil this one. As I'll go ahead and spoil this one. Uh, my outro sequences go full JoJo. And I mean roundabout JoJo. So, yeah. yeah it, it, it's a cliche at this point, but I enjoy it. it it's it's a little, it's fun. And I, get to use, and I get to use things that I don't normally get to use. So, what can you do, right? Ah... Uh, but yeah, that that's that's gonna be coming out on my normal YouTube channel. That's gonna be youtube.com slash gomer two one double X. Or just look up Gomer the Ranting Thespian on YouTube and you'll have it there. Um but yeah. <laughs> that's all I wanted to go for this this particular week. I'm gonna edit this shit together and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you got through the first half, thank you. The second half is gonna be considerably lighter than the first half. I could tell you that much right now. Oh, so, yeah. On with the show. And we are back. Hopefully you guys enjoyed whatever it is I put together. Here's a fun fact. The little rants that you hear in the middle of these episodes, I do them after recording the normal show. <laughs> so, uh, which is why if if you've heard of it, I don't remember if I've mentioned it in those but if my voice is a little bit more shot in some of those, it's because I record them after this, and I probably shouldn't do that. But, you know, that's something i got to work on on my own later. But speaking of working, uh, our, new, our first news story, we're keeping it a little bit more political and a little bit more of how much that we just need to get the GOP out of fucking power because they are petulant children. 
They're petulant children putting children in concentration camps, but they're still petulant children. Such as this one out of Oregon. I'm sure most of y'all have heard of this. And, and as of this recording, this situation is still going on, as far as I am aware as of this recording. So, and we're recording this on the 23rd. So if, if by the time this goes live, it's different, just bear in mind, we cannot see the future. So, Democrats currently hold a supermajority in the Oregon State House and Senate, and Governor Kate Brown is also a Democrat, meaning Republicans are the minority party by the will of the voters. But the GOP wants to sabotage the majority, and may enlist the help of right-wing militias to do it. Which, which small but sort of related tangent, over in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Supreme Court actually voted to allow the GOP to actually cheat and get away with it by limiting the powers of the new Democratic governor. Just, just a side note there. Thus far, Democrats have easily passed several major, major pieces of legislation to benefit the people of Oregon, including higher minimum wage laws, rent control laws, juvenile justice reform, and have even increased business taxes to raise money for education. These are all good things, by the way. Now, Brown and the Democratic legislature are aiming to pass a climate change bill that will curb carbon emissions in the state. Like you do. And pouting Republicans, by the way, the, this this comes from the UnitedStatesBlues.com, just so you guys know. Um, so it's not written in the most professional uh, voice. So... Um, and pouting Republicans have decided they are going to stage a walkout and leave the Capitol to run out the clock on the session so Democrats can't pass bills they don't like. I feel no constitutional obligation to stand around so they can pass their left and progressive agenda for Multnomah County that my constituents don't happen to agree with, said uh, State Senator uh, Tim Knopp whined. That actually says that. I think it's true for every other Senate district that's out there that's represented by Republicans. Again, Democrats hold the majority by will of the voters. If Republicans don't like that, they should convince voters to elect them as the majority in the next election. Brown warned that she would order state troopers to keep Republicans from leaving and to arrest any that failed to do their duty. But one Republican has gone so far as to threaten to shoot troopers who impede him. Holy shit. The holy shit is not part of the article. I'm quotable, so here's the quote, State Senator Brian Boquist told reporters. This is what I told the police superintendent. Send bachelors and ha come heavily armed. I'm not going to be a political prisoner in the state of Oregon. It's a vote, you asshole. It's just that simple. I've been a po in political coup attempts. I've been held over hostage overseas. I've been jailed politically overseas. Not going to be arrested as a political prisoner in Oregon, period. Then do your fucking job. Guess what? If if Cat walked off her job and just said fuck it the rest of the day without even so much as a buy your leave, I'm pretty sure you would be fired, right, Cat? Yeah. Yeah. So 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 Senator Boquist, fuck you. Uh, and now right wing militias are offering their services to Republican lawmakers to shield them from police officers who are doing their jobs. Yeah, these same police officers that these same militias probably have shrines to. Just saying. Again, that's me, not the article. Both the Oath Keepers and the Ill, or I guess Ill percent or 3%, it's hard to tell with the font here, militia groups have offered to provide armed protection for Republicans during the walkout. The presence could end up resulting in deadly violence, also that these GOP toddlers can get what they want. This is what tyranny of the minority looks like. That is not me, that is the article. 
Uh, yeah, and as of this recording, the Oregon GOP Twitter has tweeted out that that there's some sort of siege going on by armed protesters. I, I th- want to say I, I want to say it either. The, I, I think it's the, uh, the one of the one of the state buildings there in Salem, and turns out that that's not exactly true. They're not armed. They're ar- They're armed with protest signs. Oh no! And of course, they're trying to get everybody up in a frenzy, because and and it's worth noting that the Republicans are walking out to this climate change bill. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe it's because they they have the big oil money dick shoved up their metaphorical asses, and they don't want to miss out on all that money. Well, fuck you and your money. We gon' die if this shit doesn't change. Fuck your oil and fuck your money. You can't take it with you, you dipshits. And and guess what? That high score, I, I you know, like I, I've held high scores in video games. Those ain't gonna matter when I die. Same with your money. It ain't gonna matter when you die. Nobody in the afterlife, if there is one, is gonna be like, oh, hey, you amassed $500 billion over the corpses of all of these other people. You know, that that's not that's not something that if there is a god, I doubt he would celebrate that. I think he would yeet you right down into hell. You know, just just you and inhuman shit. Yeet There you go. And and yeeting is also what we need to do to get them out of office. But, you know. Ah uh, thank 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 goodness for elections. Uh so uh so Kat, what do you have to say about this? Um while I think it is rather drastic for the Democrats to say, hey, if you don't, if you try and leave in the middle of this, we're going to arrest you. That seems like that's a little excessive to me, because what would the charges even be? I don't, yeah. I don't think that that sounds very lawful. It's also like very childish to say, well, like, I'm going to have a militia come up and kill police officers. Yeah. That seems pretty like there. There's this whole concept of um, like supporting the police as long as it's convenient for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that that seems pretty prominent with the uh, this particular crowd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a, just a stupid situation. This is people who never learned how to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a scale that affects human life like seriously um i feel like the further and maybe this is just because it's all all over the news all the time because honestly our government has is is a war that is being waged over twitter and it doesn't look good on anybody really yeah um but some people are better at playing that game than others but what we're i just think everybody is just behaving so childishly. And I feel like that's an effect that uh, Trump is having on people. Yeah. Because he is just such a child and has a temper tantrum over every single fucking thing that happens. Um, And it's all over social media and it's like directly tweeting about this sort of thing. So I feel like everybody is just um, being so petulant and childish and um and putting it onto a scale where we can all see it we see every single thing going on now mm-hmm. it seems like so now we're kind of seeing how immature 
these lawmakers truly are. Anything that they don't like that doesn't go exactly their way, then it's it's become like this huge media thing. Um, and I feel like one, it's taking away from from the real problems that we have in this world. Um, we're so busy focusing on, wow, look at this ridiculous behavior, and we're not focusing on, wow, we have a huge systemic problem with the way that our government is built that that lawmakers can just walk away from anything they don't want to fucking deal with yeah. in order to hold the country hostage over their idea, when in, especially if their idea gives them money. Like, yeah. w- once again, as per usual, we're getting focused on the completely wrong things, and that's part of what the media's effect is. But um, it's just so disheartening as a, as a voting citizen of the United States just to see how immature these lawmakers are. Because when we think of lawmakers, we think of people who have spent a lot of time studying, who have a lot of experience, who... But what we're being shown is the reality, which is a bunch of petulant fucking children who say whatever they want are openly corrupt, um, who don't have the interests of the people sometimes, or if not a lot of the time. And um, we are we are shown where our potential human suffering is coming from. And mm-hmm. um, and then there's so many people who just get hung up on on the pettiness of it that we're just missing the point yeah like like i i I think i kind of touched on it when i was going through the initial article but the i'm I'm willing to bet the reason why these guys walked out not only because they're petulant children but because the, the 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 whole the whole they're they're protesting this climate change law you know the the what is it the yeah, pass a climate change bill that will curb carbon emissions. Carbon emissions. What 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 are carbon emissions? Because some people may not know, and that's fine. I, I'm willing to educate on that one a little bit. Basically, gas, oil, coal, things that produce more carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide keeps the heat in a little bit more, and that's what's cooking everything. There you go. So, you know, that's why we have melting ice caps. Because we're, we're putting too much CO2 out there and not enough of it is being restored into oxygen. And it's not just trees, by the way. I believe, what is it, algae or, or plankton or whatever in the oceans also help with that. And we're fucking that up too. But, you know, curbing carbon emissions is, a you know, on a massive scale is something that needs to happen. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Fuck your money. Um, so, and... These petulant children in the GOP that are doing this walkout, yes, it is a stupid thing to do because it's showing what children they are. But but the topic that they're the, the hill they're dying on for this one, basically, is they don't care about what happens to the planet or other people that are not part of the one percent. They don't care. They want their money. And if this passes, then that means they don't get as much money as they would without that bill. So it, it comes down to money. At, at least that's how I'm seeing it. So the, the biggest, the bigger, the big issue here is fuck the planet. I want money. And these are the people that, that they were elected. You know, 
I, I, I don't know how they were elected. Probably because they have populaces that are either very ignorant, very stupid, or very don't give a shit. Um, it could be any combination of them. Um, just whatever, you know. Or it could be people who, as a, as I, I think it was Auburn on Two Cents long damn time ago, they were talking about, uh, I think at the time it was the re-election of uh, W., um, he reasoned like one people's one person's reason could be like I just like R's and and just go down R's because they like the letter R. It, it's a bit of hyperbole, a bit of humor, but people like that could exist. I mean, we again, Donald Trump is president, so you know anything's possible. Uh, so point is, fuck these guys. Should they be gone after and arrested? I don't know the legal precedent for it, or or if it's even a legal thing to have happen to begin with. But I would think there's a little bit of a difference in standard because they are lawmakers and their job is that important. Um, you know, like, like if, like again, if Cat walked off the job, the worst that would happen is she would be fired. I don't think her boss is going to send the National Guard after her, or or even the state militia or whatever. That that's likely not going to happen. I would assume. So, but these guys, these they they they, they have. They have not only this responsibility, but they also, they probably have secrets that maybe the rest of the population should not have, probably. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, you know, flying blind in this one. So, yeah, making sure they, they come back, at least, very least, do their jobs, because it's that important. And, well, you know, and what if the shoe was on the other foot? I want. I I had. I do have to wonder. What if the shoe was on the other foot and it was Democrats walking out and leaving the state because of a Republican uh, measure for whatever it is? You know, maybe the legalization of eating babies. I don't know. You know, it, it could be. But and the Democrats walk out. Who's to say that Republicans wouldn't have a more uh, what's the word uh, more extreme response than this? Who's to say? We don't know. I could speculate on it all day long, but it's just, you know. So is is the sending of, of state officers and possibly National Guard or whatever to put these guys back at, back to work might be a little overdoing it, but then again, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know the legalities behind it on that one. I really don't. I mean, sure, for us, we could say, well, that's a little extreme because it's just their job, but... Their job is also in the government, so a little bit, a little bit more cautious. I would think that's that's just me, <laughs> um, and I and I could very well be wrong. And if I am, okay. <sighs> so if we want to go to Florida. Oh, oh God! Yeah, this we one's out America's of America's punchline. Yes, there we go. Uh, out of Lakeland, Florida. I actually have friends who lived around there. Uh, a woman went, who went to a police station to turn in her husband's guns a day after he tried to run her over was arrested on an armed burglary charge, according to the Lakeland Police Department. Police said Courtney Irby went to the station Friday so officers can take possession of her husband's guns, which she had taken from his apartment. Well, he was arrested yesterday for trying to run me over with his car, and he is, and he is now in jail. So I went to his apartment, since he is in jail, and I searched his apartment for the guns I knew he had, and I took them, Courtney Irby said, according to the report. The officer asked Courtney Irby to confirm what had happened. So you're telling me you committed an armed burglary? The officer asked. I don't know why he sounds like he's from South Carolina, but okay. Um, 
Yes, I am, but he wasn't going to turn them in, so I am doing it, Courtney Irby replied, according to the report. Which, okay, legalities aside at this point, good honor. Because if he's willing to almost run her over with a car because of whatever dispute they have, I, I think it'll get into it a little bit more in the article. But, but if he's willing to do that, what else is he willing to do? We don't, you know, we don't necessarily want to take that risk. And I know she doesn't want to take that risk based on this alone. So whether or not it's legal, whether or not they, ha the, the police station or, or, or even this, this, uh, ex of hers is, uh, is, you know, in his rights to, to press charges or anything, which he does, um, which he does press charges, I should say. Um, then, but still, you're getting guns and weapons out of the hands of somebody who could use them to harm her even further or other people. Because as we all know, a lot of these shootings, what is the one through line through most of them? Domestic abuse. So, so legality aside, she's doing the right thing. Um, and even then, just because it's illegal doesn't mean it's immoral. <clears throat> ah, police said Courtney Irby told them she searched Joseph Irby's apartment because she knew he had guns but didn't know where he kept them. She said she got into the unit through the locked front door. Officers did not elaborate on how many guns were handed over or how Courtney Irby got through the locked front door. Which means a lot and she broke in. That's my guess. Police said they spoke with Joseph Irby from his cell at the Polk County Jail and he asked that charges be pressed against his estranged wife. The day before, the couple had attended a divorce hearing, and as they were leaving the courthouse, they became involved in an argument. Joseph Irby got into his vehicle and started following his wife, who was trying to drive away from the courthouse, according to the report. Records show Joseph Irby screamed and yelled at his wife while he rammed the rear end of her vehicle and tried to run her off the road as she was on the phone with the police. Officers said Courtney Irby was hysterically crying when they interviewed her and she was in fear for her life. She told them that she had several restraining orders against her husband in the past, the report said. Yeah, hi. How many red flags is that? At least three. Uh, while Courtney Irby was with officers, Joseph Irby sent a photo indicating that he was at their child's day camp, according to the affidavit. Joseph Irby claimed the scratches and the transfer pain in his vehicle were old damages, the report said. The officer who arrested Joseph Irby said he called her a man-hater and a profanity. My guess he called her a man-hating bitch. Yeah, Just saying. Sounds about right. Yeah. State Representative Anna Escamani said this case illustrates the need to better support domestic violence survivors. The case of Courtney Taylor Irby demonstrates once more the dangerous linkage between an intimate partner violence and access to firearms. Court records show that Irby applied for a temporary injunction against her husband, and the two were in the process of a divorce. She was actively protecting herself and her family from an estranged husband who had not turned over his firearms to the law enforcement and was arrested for it. We should be outraged by her arrest, and Irby should not be prosecuted by the local state's attorney's state attorney's office, Eskimani wrote in, in a news release. Others online have criticized the arrest. Fred Gutenberg, whose daughter Jamie was killed during the Parkland school shooting, tweeted that Courtney Irby deserves protection, not punishment. She attempted to turn his guns to you, the police. You need to release this woman and protect her from him, he wrote. Courtney Irby was arrested on charges of grand theft firearm and armed burglary. Joseph Irby was arrested on a charge of domestic violence, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Both have since bonded out of the Polk County Jail. Which, uh, based on what I'm see, based on the information here, I think Joseph needs to stay in jail. But that's just me. Um, so, yeah. Abusive husband, they're getting a divorce, and she's doing the right thing. 
you know, and gets arrested for it. I, I agree with, with the state. I agree, agree with Miss Escamani here. Um, yeah, she, she should not have been arrested for it. Not, 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 talk, not in this situation. Talk about no good deed going unpunished. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't, if you've never had a restraining order, I've never had a restraining order, but from what I've heard from my friends who have had restraining orders and, you know, ever watching the news, restraining orders don't really work. Um, there was a, a situation in a, in a town in my area, one of my, my friend's neighbors uh, got her husband arrested because he was a psychotic guy who hit her and and did all this terrible stuff and he went to to prison for a little while and the day and you know there was obviously like a a filing for divorce and um restraining orders put out there and the day that he got out of prison she had a, a bunch of her big male friends come over because she knew that he was going to violate the restraining order and go straight to her and try and kill her. And that is literally exactly what happened. Yeah. The, the dude came home, um, broke into the house. Uh, w- like one of the, the guys who was there to protect her got stabbed um, and almost died. And this was like my friends, one of my coworkers' neighbors, like across the street. Um, because restraining orders don't really work all that effectively. No. They are great for actual, like, prosecution. So once you're in the court and, and you know, oh, so-and-so violated their restraining order. Great, arrest them. But it's just a sheet of paper. It's not going to stop a bullet. So this woman giving up her, you know, you know psycho uh, husband's guns to protect herself makes so much sense. It, it's it's a natural thing that anybody would do. Mm-hmm. The thing that is most likely to kill you, get the fuck rid of it. Because a lot, I forget what the statistics are, but like, like women are more likely to be killed by a gun by somebody they know. In like domestic abuse is such an issue, and and we always talk about it um, in terms of well, why didn't she just leave him? And we don't even talk about like. Hey, look, here's a woman who was just out. It's the same fucking thing every time. As soon as a woman tries to protect herself from a psycho, like, then, then she just gets in trouble for it. Like, what the actual fuck? Come on. Yeah. And, and I can, and I can already feel it. You know, some people see the story, but what about the second amendment rights? Fuck you. Second amendment rights stop when somebody's life is in danger because of the guns you have. Whether it's direct danger or even implied danger, fuck you, no. Especially in this guy's case, you know, he is actually charged on for domestic violence. The evidence is showing, so the evidence that I have so far, you know, this article, is showing that, yeah, he's a bit of a, dom- a, a domestic abuser. He don't get guns. If he wants to, if he wants to hurt somebody, he's going to have to put in more effort. And that effort better not be enough. And look at the intent if, yeah. if you were just worried about not getting shot, she could have dumped those guns in a ditch. Mm-hmm. She could have buried them on a construction site. She could have given them to a friend yeah. to, for safekeeping. She took them to the police because she knew that that was going to be the safest place for those guns to protect herself and her family. And then the turnaround is that she gets arrested for stealing guns. Yeah. 
this is how our law works, guys. This is the fuckery we live in. Yeah. And it fucking needs to change. Uh, speaking of speaking of a totally different topic, which is going to be considerably lighter because the idea is just insane. Um, I learned of a patent that actually was 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 granted back in 1965 uh george and charlotte blonsky not sure if they're related to nikki blonsky but who knows i was gonna make a joke and you made it there first <laughs> uh, but they were a married couple living in new york city and they were granted u.s patent number three two one six four two three four an apparatus for facilitating the birth of a child by centrifugal centrifugal force. What that means, for those who don't understand it, is you spin, baby gets yeeted out of your uterus. <laughs> oh, I love this already. When a woman is ready to deliver the child, she lies on her back on a circular table. She is strapped down. The table is then rotated at high speed. The baby comes flying out. This is intended to assist the under-equipped woman by creating a gentle, evenly distributed, properly directed, precision-controlled force that acts in unison <laughs> with and supplements her own efforts. That sounds so much like a goddamn musical number. <laughs> uh, though meticulously and lovingly engineered with safety features to protect both the mother and child, the device never made it into general use. Well, obviously, this is actually the first... This is this The week that I found this is like... The first I've heard of it. And I think this is the first most people have heard of it, too. Um, few people other than the Blonskys perceived the need for it. Their method states that rather outside most birthing traditions, their mechanism is expensive and complex. Well, no shit. Uh, also, the tiny net designed to catch the child may be inadequate to the task. A tiny net to catch a baby! <laughs> <laughs> Just... Uh... I mean, I mean, thank goodness the net is there because uh, without that, you would, you know, pr assuming this works like intended, y y babies would just be flying into the wall. <laughs> this, that's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, I was, I was gonna ask if there was a uh, something to catch the baby because once it goes, fling, oh, and this is, this is like we're making light of what you know, like had this been used, this would have resulted in so many deaths. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of hilarious that somebody thought this was a good idea. Yes. The Blonskys, though childless, loved children. Their idea was conceived during a visit to the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> idea was conceived. Why? <laughs> what? Okay. They noticed an elephant that was slowly spinning in place. A zookeeper wrongly told them that's what elephants do prior to giving birth. The Blonskys were posthumously awarded the an Ig. I, 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 wait, Ig, Ig. I know that's got to be some periodic table shit. I don't remember the element. Nobel Prize for their invention in 1999. They and the invention inspired an opera, The Blonsky Device, that premiered in 2013. Yeah. Apparently they took that whole, that whole gentle, evenly distributed, properly directed, precision-controlled force that sounds like a musical line, turned that into a goddamn opera. Oh my god, can't you hear it too? I am the model of a modern major general. Yep. <laughs> Just with all forces centrifugal. Yes. <laughs> it's there. It's there. It writes itself. Obviously, somebody had to make it. Yes. Oh, now I need to find. Now I need to find a way to watch this thing, and that would be kind of awesome. 
Uh, so yeah, so yeah, Rosen, if you are hearing this, let's search this down, and we are going to inflict it on everybody. Uh, but yeah, yeet a baby out of you. Just. Uh, is it yeet or is it yoink at this point? Hmm. What was hmm. I saw a nice phrase the other day. I can't remember if it was you who posted or somebody else, but it was the Lord yeeteth and the Lord yank, yank, yoinketh away again. <laughs> The Lord yeeteth and the Lord yoinketh away again. There you go. Oh, oh shit. I think that the uh, yeet and yoink are the difference between the um, the ages of millennials. Hmm. If you're in the Oregon Trail generation level of millennial, the Xennial, then you say yoink. And if you're anything younger than an Xennial, then you say yeet. <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm gonna be thirty-seven this year. I say both, depending on the context. But there will be a lot of people who have never even heard of Yoink. Yoink. Eh, that was point. that was our yeet when we were were young and memeing. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but oh wow, that's just. What, what more can we say? They they patented a device to yeet a baby out of you. I was trying to go yeet a baby. Why does this sound so familiar? Have we had this topic before? But no, it was from one of my D and D campaigns. <laughs> we were, okay, so we were we were doing Curse of Strahd, and like the first thing you do in Curse of Strahd is you go to like this cursed house called that everybody colloquially calls the murder house mm-hmm. um, because like your chances of dying in it are so high, and you're like level one. Yeah. So there's a part where we see like a bassinet. And we hear, like, a baby inside of it. And then we see, like, this ghost hanging around. And our rogue is like, okay, so the plan is I'm going to go in there and I'm going to yeet the baby. And we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeet the baby. All right, we're going to do this. And then so we were reiterating the plan a minute later. And he's like, I go in and I Lindbergh the baby. (laughs) And we're like, yeah, go in there, Lindbergh the baby. There you go. We're yeeting slash Lindberghing the baby. Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, uh, so our next story takes us up to Ann Arbor, Michigan, because all good things come out of Michigan, right? <laughs> no, I I actually, that's, I, what, that's what Tim the Toolman Taylor keeps saying on all those ads. That's true. But I, I do have a couple of friends in and from Michigan, so and they're, and they're good people. So It's pure Michigan. Yes. Uh, last I checked, the road still needed some work, though. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. The Ann Arbor JC's Summer Carnival shut down several hours early Friday night after multiple fights broke out of the carnival. Yes. Police were called to the carnival being held outside Pioneer High School about 8 p.m. Uh, June 21st after receiving several calls about large groups of attendees fighting each other, according to the Ann Arbor Police Department. It is unclear exactly how many people were involved in the fight or what spurred the fighting. No injuries were reported and no suspects were arrested, police said. Must have been all white people. Uh, the carnival, which was scheduled to operate until midnight, shut down early after the incidents, according to the Ann Arbor JC's Facebook page. The fights were largely isolated to the carnival parking lot, a representative of the Ann Arbor JC said. Additional security and JC volunteers will be at the carnival Saturday and Sunday to ensure attendee safety, which by the time this goes up, they'll, the carnival will already be done. But, um, but I, I, you know, I, I have, I, I, I think I know, I, I think I have a potential reason why they were fighting, why the fighting was going on. Some people got really pissed at the carnies. Because you know about carnival games. 
how, how they're, they're they, they cheat a little bit to stack against you so they can get more of your money <laughs> and people got sick of it and said bitch parking lot now and drag them out there and beat the shit out of them <laughs> that's, now, that's is that your theory that is my theory right so it could have been anything really yeah uh do you have any theories i have you know i don't really have any theories but i did just watch this video uh-oh i'm gonna drag it back once again to D. &D. um i was watching this video that was like redneck D, &D <laughs> where it's people role-playing a bunch of rednecks Woo! and these are terrible stereotypes but not too inaccurate yeah. and so and it's the... <laughs> so it's jeff fox really level of redneck and not larry the cable guy no, it's it's um, it's it's Larry the Cable Guy. It's maybe okay. a little bit beyond Larry the Cable Guy. It's it's like my cousins out in Calhoun County. Kind oh of wow! Like. Um, God. um, so like it's a bunch of people role playing rednecks, mm -hmm. and they're like, you go to the state fair. Oh, I'm gonna roll to see how many corn dogs I can eat, kind of thing. Um, and, and then you're like, oh, you see some people protesting outside the state fair. They're stomping on a flag. What do you do? I take out my gun and I shoot them. Wow. <laughs> now, this is just an exaggeration for the sake of a, a comedic video. But that's a, when you said like a carnival and people fighting. That was the first thing I thought of was this video. <laughs> Oh and my then, god! And then, and then all the role players are shooting these protesters, and then the cops show up, and they're like, oh, "Now the cops are here. What do you do? I seduce the cop. <laughs> the cop is your uncle." And then the the girl just rolls twenty eight. Okay, you successfully seduce your uncle. Good job. Wow. <laughs> That's just the first thing I thought of. I gotta find the video, and hopefully we can link it because it was so funny. I was dying. Oh my god, that is awesome. <laughs> oh. Oh my god! Because that's—I just been thinking about this video for like three straight days as uh, as my tether to sanity. And um, oh god, I seduce the calf. <laughs> so I have no real theories on what happened in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but I know what I want to have happened. Oh god, that would be kind of magical. <sighs> It'd be terrible but funny. Yes. <sighs> Speaking of terrible but funny, for a given value of terrible, uh, out of Miami. Uh, Miami-Dade court officials say a man charged with burglary defecated during his criminal trial, and he tried to throw his feces, feces at the judge. DeLorence Fildor, 33, was sitting in a wheelchair next to Miami-Dade circuit judge Lisa Walsh when officials say he tried to throw his excrement at her. It did not reach her. There were no jurors present during Friday's incident. Miami Herald reports Fildor yelled, It's protein! It's good for you! during the incident. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Oh no, that's terrible but funny. Oh, oh, that's, that, by the way, is the title of our episode. That's yes. terrible but funny. There you go. Uh, witnesses say dozens of corrections officers responded and the trial was moved while the courtroom was sanitized. Miami-Dade Court Circuit spokeswoman, U spokeswoman Eunice Sigler says uh, Fildor also defecated on himself in a holding cell Thursday. Jurors subsequently acquitted him of the burglary charge. The newspaper says he still faces another trial in a Grand Theft Auto case. It's unclear whether he'll face any charges involving this fe the feces. Protein! Good for you! Yeet! <laughs> Just Yeet that protein! Let's get yes. this bread! <laughs> oh, you know, no. when, when I think of bodily 
bodily fluids, bodily solids, whatever, and protein. Shit is not the first thing that comes to my mind. It's usually, well, yeah, I, I think you can gather what it would be. But I, I have a feeling if there is enough protein in your shit, you might have some issues. Just saying. <laughs> you might want to check your diet, my man. Oh, man. So, legit, I'm going to share you a story about my work one day that Uh-oh. I probably shouldn't, but it was so funny. Um, I obviously, as I said earlier in the episode, I work in a warehouse and I work in two warehouses. And one of the warehouses that I work at is, is the smaller one. And there are no women that work in that building because there's just not that many personnel. So when I go over there, I'm usually the only girl there. Yeah. And I had just bought this new lotion that was like super nice and really good smelling. And, uh, the, one of the guys walks up to me and he's helping me solve a problem and he's like you know don't take this the wrong way but it's really nice to smell someone in this building who isn't a dude that eats way too much protein diet (laughs) indicating that everyone there stank the place up with their shit due to the amount of protein that they were consuming every day oh damn (laughs) and i was like oh lord first off don't tell me something i already know but second off (laughs) damn because yeah. it's like it's like 10 guys over there and like 10 guys three bathrooms one bathroom i cannot use because it's also like a changing room mm-hmm. so i can't go in there because there's not enough privacy because you can't lock a door um, yeah but like there's so there's only two out of the three bathrooms that i can actually use right and um like you just know one's the shitting room and one's not the shitting room <laughs> But anyway, back to this guy. This guy, okay, so first off, I'm a little bit impressed that he can, like, he just saved it. He just, he just saved it up. And that in the course of, like, 15 minutes or so of this thing, he just, like, shat himself, reached down, grabbed some shit to chuck. Like, I'm impressed by that level of self-confidence because I wish I had self-confidence like that. Like, to just be able to do whatever I want in front of people with no fear of repercussions. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you just you just shit yourself in the courtroom. Like, sure, why not? Yeah. That is a that is a level of, of just self-confidence that we can we as mere mortals can merely aspire to. Yes, um, indeed. Just, but also, ah. like, please get that checked out. He may have a medical condition. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. And this is one of those, I'm going to call it, if this appears on what the fuck is wrong with you, take a shot. <laughs> because this is oh something God, that yes. would end up there. I'm willing to bet. Uh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, really. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh. All right, so our last story, also out of Florida, but it, it's it's a good one. It's a sweet one. And this one was sent in by Skolapendra, who posted it in the Thespian Talk Discord server. Which, that link should be in the doobly-doo. And if it doesn't work, poke at me and I'll make sure you get a fresh one. Um, out of Jacksonville. A North Florida mailman spends his Sundays cleaning veterans' headstones at rundown cemeteries. On Memorial Day weekend, 60-year-old Clarence Hollowell was at the Old City Cemetery in Springfield near Jacksonville. Here he cleaned the headstones of Captain S.L. Tibbetts and First Lieutenant Joseph H. Huau. Once he finishes, he writes their names on a sheet of paper and does some detective work to learn about them. Hollowell tells the Florida Times Union he comes from a military family and served in the U.S. Army. He says cleaning veterans' graves helps the community and gives them a project. It takes about two to three weeks to clean the headstones. 
Hollowell says he's cleaned some 600 graves using a plastic scraper, a soft bristled brush, and a special solution he orders online. Now that, you know, there have been shows where, you know, one or both of us would talk about, you know, honoring the troops and, 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 and the military and all of that. And this, you know, you know, while we can't make them all come home and stop all the war and thus, you know, not no longer risking their lives, this is something that can be tangibly done to honor those that have fallen, whether it's in combat or just died of natural causes. Um, so, you know, this is something to honor those that have passed. This this guy is an example of something that can be done to actually honor veterans that have passed um, and, and their families that they've left behind. So, so to Clarence Hollowell, you know... You, Holy shit, I salute you, man. Good on you. Yes, cuz you know, it's cuz it's it's just a really good thing, really sweet. And and I and and I I as a military brat, you know, I do appreciate that. Uh, anything to add, cat? Mm-mm, I'm good. All right. <laughs> so with that, that is going to be our show for this week. Um yeah, mo- the most uplifting ending that I've had in a while. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for watching well watching because it is on YouTube as well but also listening um, speaking of audio stuff that's on YouTube I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, A Voice in the Dark which is a big old massive multiplayer crossover audio event that was put together by uh, Louis Lovehog who everybody knows as Linkara pulls him and most, most everybody I want to say most everybody a lot of people who were on uh, Channel Awesome over the years and, you know, whether they were there from the beginning or there towards the end. And they all just got together and put together this audio drama. It's in six parts. Uh, the day we're recording this, the finale had went up. Or actually the day before, the, like late night, uh, the night before this, the finale went up. And and I've listened to all of them. They are really good. Um, you know, they put together a damn good project. Um, some of the twists I didn't expect coming um the ending i'm gonna say the the final episode i actually teared up a little bit uh probably because you know it, it does hit a little bit close to home in a certain in certain cases especially since some of those people involved are friends of ours you know so you know and and we know what what some of them have gone through over the years and you know you know especially with when everything with channel awesome imploded you know we know the stuff that they go through we know what some of them go through even now you know outside of channel awesome and you know and just some of the stuff that they they do mention some of the writing in there is like yeah and it actually reminds me a little bit of why you know when when channel awesome did those anniversary specials you know regardless of the quality i i felt i I still felt a little something by them and and, and they do, and, it, and this kind of encapsulates and puts into words something that I had felt about them, you know, in, in the past. And, and it's not because, you know, Doug Walker was any kind of film genius, oh hell no. But just out, outside of the Walkers, you know, everybody there is like, they're, you know, they enjoy each other's companies. You can tell they are friends at the very least. Some of them better friends than others. Some of them just meeting each other for the first time or, or 
collaborating with each other for the first time. And it's this big thing. And it's, it's really, really at the end of the day, it's, you know, despite what goes on in the story, you know, what happens in the story at the end of the day, it's really kind of sweet. Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> have you watched any of that cat? Have you had time to? No, no I haven't had time for anything. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that can be found on several different YouTube channels. Uh, I know it can be found on Lewis's YouTube channel. Uh, it could be found on Kaylin's channel, Mars girl. Uh, I believe Dina has it on her channel. Diamanda Hagen has it on her channel. Uh, and a few others, most likely. Um, but those are the ones that I, I know about and 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 or subscribe to that actually have it on their channels. Um, any one of them, you can pick, watch it. Watch it, listen to it. You know, it, it, it's good. It's real good. Um, and now I got to actually go back and watch the top fourth wall movie <laughs> uh, but yeah so again go check it out um, you know if you follow any one of them they'll probably have tweeted about it um, you know I, I I personally watch them all on uh, Kaylin's channel but you can watch them on any channel you want that has them up um, so yeah uh, with that we're going to get out of here for this week and uh, Kat, if we wanted to find you on social media, where could we find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter at LabyrinthCat and Facebook.com slash NerdistCat. And you can check out my other podcasts. I do uh, What the Fuck with Josh Hadley on 1201beyond.com and Nerd to the Third Power. And you can find us on YouTube and iTunes and all that good stuff. Sweet. Yeah, and speaking of What the Fuck, they, the, the newest episode went up, I think, the day before we were recording this. And I listened to it and I'm like, yeah. It's good to be, good to have y'all good to have it going again. Yeah, my my recording schedule is still really messed up. So like while while we're recording this episode, I'm going, hey Josh, I can't record tonight. Oh no, <laughs> some other stuff going on. Can we reschedule for another day because my life is still a disaster. Oh no, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, as for me, you can find me on the social medias: Twitter, Tumblr. Uh, YouTube, well, my main YouTube channel, Instagram, at Gomer21XX. Uh, the show, of course, has its own YouTube channel, which if you're watching it on the YouTube channel or if you're watching it on my site, rtgomer.com, then, you know, just click the thing and you're already there. And feel free to subscribe because uh, I've noticed something when it comes to the audio version that I put up through Anchor. It goes to your favorite podcast apps or whatever. Um, just last night, I was talking with uh, Rosen, who I mentioned him earlier, uh, Rosenthorn. Um, he he said, "Hey man, the the show is not updating on iTunes or whatever." And I said, "Okay, that's weird." So I looked it up myself. It updated fine on my end. I guess it's something having to do with with some people. I guess not getting it, which it's also weird because the way I listen to podcasts on my computer, I have like stations set up back from when I was driving trucks, and one of the shows I listen to is the Best Debate in the Universe. And it didn't update on my stations or anywhere else on my podcasts, even though I'm subscribed to it. So it's a little bit weird. iTunes, iTunes podcasts, Apple podcasts, whatever it's called nowadays, it's getting a little weird. So, so best way to keep up with the show, you know, and, and, and of course through Anchor, it's more than just Apple podcasts. I think Spotify is among them. Uh, I think Stitcher's among them as well. You can try those if you want. Uh, hopefully they get updated 
as more regularly. Or if not, just, again, the site is rtgomer.com. Video version and links to the, I believe it's the Anchor version, go up there. Or at the very least, a link to the Anchor page, and you can find the episode easily there as well. Um, so, yeah, and I think, oh, I do have an Etsy store, Pixel Emporium Gifts, which should be linked in the doobly-doo if you want some pixels made. Um, you know, I'm, I've been doing more of the JoJo face head sprites in a, in a, like a Mega Man style, which I really enjoy doing those. I like working with a Mega Man style when it comes to sprites and being able to translate them and hopefully sell some of them off. It's great. They're $5 each. And, and, and I do put out more than those that are just in the Etsy store. So, so keep an, keep, keep a lookout for them and all that good shit. Um, I could, I could really use it. And if you're in Portland, Oregon, they are making an appearance at least for the next couple of months up at uh, Mel Paradise's uh, little uh, shop down at the uh, Saturday Market in Portland. So if you're in the area and you happen to see one of my sprites, you know, feel free to throw some money and, well, we, we get paid. So, <laughs> uh, but I think that is everything I need to show for this particular moment. Uh, of course, Patreon stuff was in the in the. Uh, break segment but i'll say it again patreon.com slash gomer 21 x and of course at a high enough level i can actually make you some sprites uh for that particular level i could do it monthly bi-monthly i forget how much i have it there but monthly should not be a big deal at this particular point because there's so few um but yeah so again thank you guys for listening i hope you guys enjoyed it and until next time this is gomer the ranting thespian with the cat signing off <laughs>